stirring up the people, getting a little uh, bee's nest going. The buzz is going around. So what do they do? It says they seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. And we don't know what the charge is, why they grab him. They just seem to keep doing this. They keep getting mad at these guys. Right? They got mad at him originally. They just seized him, threw him in jail. Next time they got mad and they were just jealous and they threw him in jail. Now they're grabbing Stephen, they just seize him. They just start grabbing people. Like There's no like official charges. They just sort of iron fist it. So verse 13, they said, they produced, well, look at these guys. They produced false witnesses who testified. You know how much they got paid? says, this fellow never stops speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. So they are just twisting the message. You know, completely twisting it. And it says, all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And so... Next week, we get into seven and we see how he responds to this because he just had a whole lot of mud thrown right in his face. And they're just coming up with stuff and they're going after him. And so we're going to see his response kind of from next week. But I want to talk about this week um, was just a couple of things that were in there that I think are certainly applicable to us. The first part just goes back a little bit with their original problem with the favoritism issue, right? And the issue came up, and, I mean, let's face it, it was meeting the needs, right? It was a benevolence work. It was like Habitat for Humanity. It was like a, a homeless shelter, or like a soup kitchen, right? They're meeting the needs, and that, that's a similar type ministry. And they say the qualifications, you know, for the people that we're going to choose for this, is they have to be full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. Like they have to just be overflowing. God just has to be so rich in their lives that's evident to all. And it's unmistakable. You can see God working through them. Like these are some heavy, heavy things for really a position that's like, you know, I mean, is that always a job qualifications for, for working at Habitat for Humanity or some soup kitchen or some shelter? Do they say, you know, well, you know, make sure you go to Bible college, make sure you talk to this person, you get some prayer in this, and, you know, you go through all these things so you get in there. No, not really. I mean, they kind of take whoever wants to do it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because the people that are signing up, that they really want to do it. They have a heart for it, and they're motivated to do it. Um, who knows what their motivations are? Maybe they're just doing it because they want to look good, or they really want to help, and that's not for us. Right? But the point being is that this wasn't a super glorified position, but God treated it like a super glorified position. And so, makes me think about just our own lives. You know, we all have a part to play in this thing. We all have a part. And so our qualifications for no matter what part we're playing, wherever God has put us, got to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. No matter where we're at and whatever we're doing. And we can start very basically. You know, like, being parents of a family. How do you not need to be full of spirit and full of the wisdom? I mean, in this world, not 2011, and all the things that are coming after your kids, and the things you have to watch out for, and how you have to grow them up and teach them what's right, and things like integrity and sense of responsibility, and just uh, 
know, preserving solid relationships in life, like, you need to be full of the spirit and wisdom and have God's hand really in that process because they, as soon as they're out of your presence, they're getting bombarded. And it's not by accident. They're targeted. It's not by accident. I mean, if you're a student, you want to be full of the spirit and have wisdom. Like, you want to have effect. You know, how you work certainly reflects on a teacher. I t I'll tell you that much. Um, and then other people notice as well, too. And you're hoping through that that somehow, some door, some way might be open to where you can share with somebody about Jesus Christ possibly in some way. And, and I say some way, somehow, some possibility. Like that stuff just happens just through God and God's hand alone and through the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we're counting on. And so if you're not full of it and have the wisdom where you can see it, it's not really much of a reality in a lot of cases. And so... Being full of the Spirit and having wisdom, I mean, that's just an essential prayer that you need to have no matter, no matter where you're at in life. Um, so as we play our part, it's something that is just, it's needed to have. Because God sees us, right, as his vessels. He's looking to work through us on a daily basis, no matter where we are. We're strategically placed wherever we are, and God is looking to work through us, to use us, and we're not full of the Spirit, not full of wisdom, we're going to miss out on some things, miss out on some opportunities, and really miss out to see what God can really do. Um, you know, I, I know my dad, you know, he's had a nice experience. You know, he's a general contractor and does a lot of building, and, and uh, you know, he's in that business. And so a lot of people would say, you know, how do you really need to be full of the Spirit and wisdom, you know, while you're doing that? I mean, you know, you're building houses, you're putting a roof on, like... You know, like, what's really going to happen there? But I'll tell you, some, it's been remarkable in his business. So when I was young and in college, you know, I worked with him, and it just happened to be that God just also brought just a lot of young guys through. And I can't tell you how many phenomenal prayer times, uh, conversations, and just the way God has worked through not just the general contracting the business, but the general contracting the business filled with the spirit and filled with the wisdom. It's just a whole other dimension. It's a whole other dimension. Um, I remember one time we were working on a house, and uh, we, we were praying together that morning, and another uh, contractor that came out, I think he was working uh, with a signing order or something, and he came out to the job site, and we were getting together in prayer, and we were like, hey, you know, you want to pray with us? And he, you know, uh, well, actually, before, let me back up before that. So we saw him in the parking lot, right? So I'm in the parking lot, hey, what's going on? How you doing? And so this guy, you know, on the job site, it's a bunch of guys, you know, are there. And so this guy is, you know, swinging up and down, telling us all these stories. It's just like really graphic, really crude. And we're just like, you know, okay, okay. And so then we come in to the house and we're like, hey, you know, we're just going to have some prayer time this morning. Do you want to join us? And all of a sudden, he's just like, just calm right down. Just all the, all like the, the, the defense things and all this stuff, it's just all dropped. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. So then we get into a circle, and, they, and we pray. And it was, it was nice prayer time, and then, uh, and then we're done. After that prayer time, I don't think I heard him swear once after that. He just lost the whole facade of, like, being a macho guy on the job site. It all got dropped, and then there was a Great conversation that happened after with this guy just about God, and he had a lot of questions. Uh, he was a Jehovah's Witness, and it just opened the door to all of that. How is that ever, ever going to happen 
if we just, you know, approach that day and we're just like, okay, we got to knock this out, get this done, do this, do that, and just accomplish. Partly, yes, we got to be productive, we got to do those things. At the same time, God be full of the Spirit and wisdom. You know, God, God will bring, you know, those stories and those things into your life and into your workplace. He wants to do it no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. So being full of the Spirit and wisdom, that, that one just uh, jumps out, jumps out. No matter where you are, we have that part to play, and God wants to work through us. The other thing that jumps out, and is really the cornerstone of where we're going to be headed for next week, is this false accusations in these stories that these guys are making up. Right? Because what happens is, really they're jealous. This synagogue of the freedmen, it's not just them. It's a lot of the ruling council, these religious leaders. You know, they're just not liking what's going on. And so they, they, they confront Stephen, uh, probably looking to isolate him, and they're jealous. And so when they confront him, Stephen is there. He also confronts them back, which we'll talk about in a minute. And from that conversation, he shows just superior wisdom and is just poised, under control, um, and he handles it the right way. And from that leak, comes distortion and false accusation. And so I know this is one that certainly everybody can relate to very easily. Having what you say being distorted, being accused for something you didn't do. Everyone can relate to that. I mean, if you've had a sibling, you can relate to that, right? Especially if you're an older brother, you can relate to that. Okay, I got blamed for stuff. Some of it I did, but I got blamed for a lot of stuff, right? And that's just on a small scale. But even at your job, I mean, you could be just getting bombarded and falsely accused for all kinds of things that you are just not doing. But you're an easy target, and they're coming after you, and even when you try and do the right thing, it gets distorted to where they turn into some story or some selfish person that's screwing up again anyways. So it easily happens, and we're all very familiar with it. Uh, but the thing that I liked about Stephen... And I don't exactly know how it went down or how he felt about this, but he confronted these guys right back, and they absolutely had a dialogue because it said they couldn't stand up with his wisdom, and so they got frustrated, right, quit, and just made stuff up. Now, I'm curious as to how it all went down. Like, is Stephen the kind of guy who's afraid of confrontation? Was he really dreading these guys? Maybe he caught wind and rumor of these guys, and they weren't happy, and he knew at some point they were going to corner him. You know, was he scared to death of that? And was it like a big thing for him to really confront these guys. Because it could have got pretty ugly, too. Um, I wonder how that went. Or maybe he was just like, no, I want a piece of these guys. I want to go right after them. But like in a right way. Because he said that he had wisdom about it. So who knows? Um, my experience has been, with a lot of people, if you can avoid the confrontation, you try and avoid that confrontation. And sometimes that's not always the best thing, right? He did a great job of successfully engaging these guys, confronting them, and just frustrating them to no end with the wisdom that he had. He did a successful job of that. And I wish we could, like, go back and, like, be in the conversation and see how it went down, see how he handled it. Because, you know, they were probably highly emotional, uh, very into what they are saying. And towards the end, they could see it just wasn't going their way. I'm sure it's just probably an ugly scene from their end, and I wish I could have seen his reaction and like how he did it. Be kind of a nice model to look at. 
Um, but as I read it, you know, one thing that stuck out was that, you know, it's okay to confront, and it's something we should definitely do at times. Not looking for a fight, but if God calls you into it, even though you might be scared of it, for you, that's a step of faith right there to go there and confront and say, hey, you're not treating me right, and, like, the situation isn't right, and we got to address this and talk about it. And that's not an easy conversation for a lot of people. But sometimes God brings it about, and you should take advantage, and you should do it. And so what are some successful elements of that? Well, definitely I think you can tell just from being around, if you need the time, take it. If you come into it, that confrontation, in a difficult situation, highly emotional and very upset, you're probably not going to get across what you want to get across. And it's probably going to be confused. And by the end of it, you'll just be like, oh, man, I just did not, that did not come out the way I needed it to come out. And I'll probably set you back a few steps. And so to have poise and not be highly emotional will certainly add so much to it. And in that time, I would give it prayer if you could too. Now, sometimes you have to have the conversation and conflict right away, and sometimes that's part of life. But sometimes you have the time, and hopefully it's something that you really take seriously, like in prayer and talk about it, and hopefully it's something, you know, you could talk about with some friends or with a you know, husband or a wife and take that in prayer. Because at the end of it, it would be nice to know and nice to be said from your friends, from you, somehow, to say that, man, you handled that with like some serious wisdom. That was, that was really good. I don't know if I could have done that, right? I don't know if I could have done that. So it was said about Stephen. He had wisdom, and it wasn't just his own human wisdom of just looking at the context, looking at the facts of the situation, which is certainly important. But it said that he also, you know, had a godly wisdom. And so you hope that, you know, when you're in that, that prayer time that you give to God about that situation, he'll definitely guide you through it and give you the words to say and show you how to look at it. And so next week what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Stephen's reaction to these guys after they just threw all this mud on him and just really made him look really bad. But as we, you know, kind of close up and leave today, couple of things just to uh, take a look at here. Oh, he's already got them up there. Right, the first part is just recognizing the value of your part. Like, I think if we left here today and we didn't recognize the value of the part that we play, that God has put us in, and our situation, we really missed out on a whole bunch this morning. A lot. Because the value of your part has to do with, it's not even technically really your part. Right, it's God's part. Because God is trying to work through you like, wherever you're at in whatever situation that you're in. And so when you look at each day and you're like, I'm God's vessel today. You know, where is he going to go? Where is he going to take me? Who might I talk to? Who might I have to show you know, some patience to? Give me the eyes to see some opportunities. It's a different day. It's a different day. And God will do a different thing with that kind of day. Um, you know, the next thing there is making it a prayer in your life. It's just a... You know, a daily prayer of mine is just, I'm scared to think if there's those days, right, there's a day that goes by, 
And I'm just like, I'm not asking God, you know, to, to, to guide me with the spirit, to fill me with it, and give me wisdom as far as whatever situations happen. I mean, life is just, there's so many great areas about things. It's going to be tough. It's just, you know, do you, talking about school, do you send them to a public school, do you send them to a private school, what to invest in, what to not invest in, like, you know, do you talk about God now, do you talk about him later? Uh, there's just, so, there's so many things. There are just sometimes it's just you just need wisdom on this area. Like it just I don't know it's not really wrong. Do I take this job that job? It's not, it doesn't seem wrong over there. It doesn't seem wrong over here. But you know some wisdom would be helpful in this situation. So I'm scared to think of a day and as where I don't maybe pray that and keep that a priority. And if those days turned into weeks, yikes! You know. So hopefully that's just like a daily prayer where it's like God just fill me fill me with your spirit today. Fill me with your wisdom. Help me to see it. I'm your vessel today. What's it going to be? And at the close of a day, maybe nothing really radical really maybe happens. I mean, who knows? But you know you're there. You're looking for God. You know, and Isaiah says he hides himself throughout the day. And you're looking for him, trying to find where he is. And then the last part, you know, bringing wisdom to a conflict. That will certainly help whatever interpersonal relationships that you have in life. Because conflict... And uh, opposition is just a natural part of life. And it's going to happen with friends. It's going to happen in marriage. It's going to happen at work. And so the better we are at handling it, it's not necessarily even a bad thing a lot of times. Um, you know, a conflict in a marriage is not a bad thing. It's, you know, how you handle it. Because that's just a natural part. But how you handle it, that's the thing. And hopefully you're better last year at this time you know, hopefully better this year than you were last year at this time. You know, you want to get better and be growing in that. And so next week we'll take a look at Stephen, and we'll see how he responds to these guys. And it's pretty interesting uh, to see his position and to see what he does. I mean, what would you do in that case? I'll tell you what, I'd be on the defensive right away. I never liked it, you know, playing sports and being in a game or something, and... Uh, you know, the coach just starts screaming. At it's not even my fault. I'm not even supposed to be, that's not even my guy. I'm not even supposed to be there. Like, and you're coming down on me, and, you know, you're watching these football games that are going on. I think the Pro Bowl's going on today, but the playoffs, I would be so mad if I was the quarterback, you know, and I rack up three interceptions in the game. It's because the wide receiver ran the wrong route. That's not my fault, you know? So, being things uh, that aren't my fault, I, I can get defensive, you know, real quick, right away. And so, if I was Steven in this place, man, they wanted to fight, they got to fight. And now I'm going to come at you real hard. Um, but that's just not his attitude. And it's, it's pretty cool to see how he handles that conflict with wisdom, right? And so that's just a testament of how much more wisdom I need in my own life as far as conflict and difficult situations. So, uh, why don't you stand and then uh, we'll pray together and, and we'll close up. So, God, we can uh, help us to better understand the fact that you literally have really placed us in positions and places in life where you want to work through us. I mean, we're talking about acts and spirit-driven lives, and um, you want to do the same stuff through us. We might not even really believe that. So help us with that and, and show us that, God. Um, we pray, Lord, that you just... Uh, Fill us on a daily basis, Lord. Just to even finish out today. That you fill us with your spirit. You fill us with wisdom. Who knows what's coming our way later even today. We've been talking about the rest of the week. But who knows what might happen, God. 
So we need your spirit, we need your wisdom, and we need to just be in contact with you, Lord. Show us the urgency of that, Lord, and the need for that, God. Help us to understand it better. And God, I pray, Lord, uh, as Christians, you know, it would be nice to know you know, that Christians can handle conflict really well. Just bring wisdom to the situation, bring poise, bring self-control. Um, we pray that you help us with that, God. Help us with that, Lord, just to understand how much we even need your spirit in those type of things, Father. So we pray that you help us with that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And so uh, as you go, uh, you know, ton of food in the back, bunch of books on the table. Uh, and if you think about it, check on the Acts 4 thing on the date in February. If you can make it, come on out. All right? All right, guys, have a good day.